0: Well, those of you who were tuned in during the summer, and based on reaction, we had a lot of people tuned in this summer, that's for sure. Especially when we uh, went to Israel toward the tail end of the Gaza War. You may recall that I spoke about a, a gentleman named Uriel Nahum. Uriel Nahum is the gentleman, just to jog your memory who gave us a tour of Kfar Maimon. Kfar Maimon, and I've spoken about this extensively over the last few months, both on the air and off. Kfar Maimon was a chesed depot, uh, was an area, was a town that was transformed into an amazing chesed center uh, where they provided food and drink and hot meals and hot showers and laundry service for Israeli soldiers, uh, all all of course this was not an IDF operation this was a private uh, enterprise so to speak a, pri- a a private undertaking to say uh, to say it better and uh, the gentleman who was leading that whole effort is the essentially the mayor of uh Sha'vei Darom in uh in the southwestern portion of Israel And uh, he led that whole effort in Kfar Maimon, and that is uh, Uriel Nahum. Uriel, shalom, and welcome to JM in the AM.
1: Shalom, shalom. Good morning. morning, How how
0: nice it is to reunite with you in this way.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that very much.
0: Are you now traveling in the United States?
1: Yeah, actually, I got here last Thursday. I got to uh, New Jersey. I was in... uh, Englewood and Tinek. Nice. And uh, this weekend I will be in Five Towns actually. Now I'm speaking with you from Manhattan, from the city, downtown.
0: Are you going to be speaking in the Five Towns on Shabbat? Are you going to be presenting it all?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will be in Young Israel of Woodmere by Rabbi Bill Great. And I uh, will be speaking about our new issue that we are rebuilding after the disengagement from Gaza 2005, August. Everybody remembers. Yeah,
0: because Shaveh Darom did not exist before 2005.
1: That's correct. It was Kfar Darom In based. Gaza. In Gaza, which was established 1946, two years before the establishment of the State of Israel.
0: Wow. It, yeah. pre- it predates the state. Yep. And then the Israeli government, as you recall, and I'm sure you recall very well since your own family was uh, affected, uh, right. w- went, a- went ahead and decided to leave that area in the summer of 2005. Mm-hmm. Was it immediately that you and your family decided that Shave Darom has to be founded, that you're going to take people who used to live in Kfar Darom and-, and establish this area in the southwest of Israel?
1: No, unfortunately, the community of Kvadraram lived for six years since the disengagement in Ashkelon. Half a year in a hotel in Beersheva, oh. and five and a half years in Ashkelon in an apartment building. And only three years ago, we got to the new place in the western Negev, which is a beautiful area. And now we are focusing on rebuilding the yeshuv. It's a yeshuv with agriculture environment.
0: How many people live there now?
1: Now about 50 families, but uh, the construction and all the plan, all the preprint is for uh, a big issue of 200 families.
0: Is uh, Are people here getting the message that, that you need the funds to continue building down there? Are people Have people been receptive to you during your visit?
1: Uh, yeah, even though it's hard, you know, it's the beginning of the year, but actually I would like to uh, explain that we are now focusing on uh, uh, raising funds for shelters for our uh, kids in the school. As you know, this is a new issue, and everything is still in caravans. I right. I don't care about the housing, but I care more about the safety of our kids, which experienced a very hard time during the war. I remember,
0: um, I remember you telling us in Kfar Maimon, just a kilometer away from Chaveh Darom, about what the kids were going through on a daily basis. It, it was just, and people, you know, we talk about it, and obviously on this show we dealt with it extensively, but when you see it, and I hear someone like yourself tell it to me as I stand there in the Western Negev, it's just it's so hard to believe what they have to go through.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have 15 seconds is when you have shelter at home, but when you have, are in a school and you, you have no shelter, even one, right. so you need to have a minute to run, and that that was Pretty crazy, yeah. I mean, it was really, really difficult for the kids. What does it so cost? What does it yeah, cost?
0: What does it cost you to build a school shelter in, in right. uh, so Chavez in It's not a
1: private, uh, what we call mamad. It's not a private shelter. Therefore, it's uh, four times bigger. Right. So it costs around hundred thousand dollars to build. One a shielded classroom,
0: and I assume that that shelter can be used e- even when it's not school time, right? I mean, obviously, if it's if it's if people are near it during the time of a of a red alert, they could they'd be able to use it, right? It would be open to uh, everyone.
1: Absolutely, that's right. exactly the point. As a, a regular and a quiet time is a function as a regular beautiful classroom, um, but on a on a tense time, well, unfortunately, I think it's going to be after the election. So, uh, so it, it function as a shelter, a big shelter, and when we have four of them, so we can have all students in that classrooms. And I won't tell you and you listeners that we, thank God, succeeded over the last uh, month to raise two classrooms in Toronto, Canada. Huh. And my goal is to have two more shelters this trip uh, in the United States.
0: Unbelievable! Uriel Nachum is with us. Uh... From Kfar Maimon, from uh, Chavez Darom, as he's described, we'll tell you how you could support his efforts uh, in just a couple of minutes here at JM in the AM. So what happened when I I just and you heard me describe it and I've done it so many times since I saw you uh, in August that what was going on in Kfar Maimon, uh, you know, a short distance from the makeshift IDF base that was right near your town. Uh, I, I guess when the war ended, everyone went back to work, huh? Everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. shut down the Chesed Center.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> but let me tell you something, Nachum, and I want everybody to listen very carefully, we decided to continue with that spirit, which really elevated all of us. Yeah. And we established a Pinach Hama, the southern the Otef Aza Pinach Great near, idea! Near, near Kibbutz near kibbutz Al-Mimor. Of course, I invite you and you people to come see that and even volunteer. Second, we continue to escort the injured families. I mean, the families of the injured soldiers, some of them are still, and we did beautiful, beautiful thing with the community of Wudmir and Rabbi Billet. And uh, you don't have probably time, but we just uh, took care of alone uh, soldiers and, and widows, and we did the great thing. So we continue. We continue.
0: Kol ha- I love the Pinach idea. What a beautiful outgrowth from what you did all the chesed this summer. That is wonderful. Obviously, it did not exist. In that area, and there's still plenty of soldiers around there, right? We keep we keep hearing about soldiers leaving your area, but there's still plenty to take care of over there. Absolutely, absolutely. Unbelievable. Uriel Nachum is with us. What a great idea, Pinachama, a, 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 I guess what we would call a, a rest stop, a a place to to grab a snack and a hot cup of coffee, and uh, and to relax for a minute for the soldiers in that area of Israel. What a phenomenal. Idea. Uh, all right. How do people support these causes? If they want to come through and help build the shelter in the school in Shaveh Darom, if they want to help with Pinachama, if they want to help. Okay,
1: so, so basically, I mean, all all uh, 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 donation uh, contribution are tax deductible. We work partly uh, with with uh, with Jay Marcus with CFI Central Fund of Israel. I mean, everybody can just write a check, a significant one, whatever. And, and and send it to Central Fund of Israel, 986th Avenue, New York, uh, one hundred eighteen is the zip code. And just mention for Far Darom, and uh, and we'll be happy to um, to have you as a, as a visitors next time you will be in Israel.
0: All right, the uh, a lot of our listeners are familiar with the Central Fund of Israel. That's how it works. You just you literally. Make your check payable to the Central Fund of Israel. You mail it to 980 6th Avenue in New York. The zip code is 10018. That's 980 6th Avenue in New York. The zip code is 10018. The most important part of anybody who ever supports an organization that operates through the Central Fund of Israel is you must make sure that it's clear where the money's going. In this case, as Uriel just mentioned, it's Kfar Darom. This is going to Kfar Darom. That is the town that needs the shelters. That is the town that takes care of the Pinach Hamas, we said, along with Kfar Maimon. And uh, anybody out there who wants to contribute to this this specific cause, that's what you want to do. You want to mail it to the Central Fund of Israel. Make sure it's earmarked for Kfar Darom so they get it straight over there and uh, the money goes Where you'd like it to go, Um, it it was really a remarkable experience um, uh, that I had with you over the summer, and being there and seeing how people just responded. You know, we talk about people jumping into action in the IDF, and we know that at a moment's notice, you know, uh, young men and women are leaving their families and leaving, uh, you know, dropping everything at work just to do. You know what needs to be done. In your case, in in the chesed category, essentially you did the same thing, didn't you? Tell your boss that you're taking off until until you know for a few weeks until we see the way the war is going, so you can help out with the soldiers.
1: Yeah, in in my in my position, it's even harder because I don't have one boss; I have many bosses, and I had to to tell all my community, you have to hold on. Because I'm now taking care of our people of our soldiers who came all the way from all over to take care of us, but I think everybody accepted that and and they were very very um uh proud of of of, of me of of doing it, and they all joined me i mean i didn't i you know that i didn't do it by myself right. I was the coordinator, but actually actually everybody wasn't participated so so they, they really uh, accept that. And
0: you would, and you would even say you had the chance to run around and meet soldiers and and you know and, and get out there and participate. There were a lot of people who literally were in that large room all day long, coordinating things and taking care of people's clothing and food and everything else. I mean, those those are amazing heroes that we don't Absolutely. even know about. Do- Absolutely,
1: we, we call them in Hebrew dodot,
0: mamash, <laughs> <Aunt. laughs> and yeah.
1: they
0: and they felt that they were taking care of their nieces and nephews. I could. Tell you that much yeah um listen a positive word give, give me you know we, we talk about the difficulties that people who moved out or were forced to move out of gush katif of gaza you know everything we, we from for nine ten years we've discussed you know the depressing part of it you know firsthand from your in-laws and from your family what people have gone through give, give us a positive perspective on where they are right now in terms of the future of those who had to leave the uh the gush katif area
1: Thank you for the question, that's a very good question. First, I would like to tell you generally, I learned that we we Jews are not allowed to ask the question of why, but what. Okay, because the why, we never understood, we have even harder uh, um, events in history that we cannot really address the question why. Instead of that, I prefer to ask what. What I'm supposed to do, how I improve my life, how I improve the life of the people around me, and that's what we're doing. We are not questioning. We are not question, uh, uh, questions. We are not asking questions. We're just moving forward. But if I see a positive thing from the all uh, sad story of of the hitnat Kud of the disengagement from Gaza, is that now everybody in Israel, including the politicians and the simple people, understand. This engagement was only one, and it's not going to happen again because of many reasons. First, financially, it's very expensive. Nobody can really afford this kind of move. Second, it's going to tear down the entire Israeli society. And that's, I think, if we got this lesson, I I don't want to say it was worth it, but Hashem has His ways.
0: Right. No question about it. Uh we talk about those that are you know that 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 suffered you know mentally and emotionally for so long uh, are, are, do you see people and again i know your own family is affected do you see people who can who can you know put that aside and can you know look at the future with hope and look at the future with happiness
1: yes yes it's hard i mean we I, we know many stories of people who really couldn't you know get out from that trauma but I think most of the people, including the second generation, you know, zohrim and remember, but moving on. Right. No Some question. of them are not even forgive, but it doesn't stop them from moving on. And Baruch Hashem and many new cities, somebody in, in Engel this Shabbat told me, Hashi is a good friend of mine, told me something beautifully, which related to the last week's parasha. He said Hashem wanted to take this goodness. It was the essence of the salt of earth in Gush Katif, and he wanted to spread it out like you like you like you spread out seeds, <laughs> and he wanted to have a beautiful communities all over Israel, and that's what happened to Gush to Gush Katif people. And uh, yeah, it's hard, but we're moving on. That
0: that is a heartwarming thought. That's for sure. Anybody out there who would like to help? Uriel Nachum, first of all, he's in the five towns this Shabbos. You can hear him speak and you can meet him, which is always a a pleasure. Uh, But to help support the efforts of uh, Shavei Darom to um, install those shelters in their schools, to help with the Pinach to help in the Western Negev in general um, with his efforts uh, in, uh, in building and continuing to build down there. You can support them through the Central Fund of Israel. You make your checks payable to Central Fund of Israel, 980 6th Avenue in New York. The zip code is 10018. That's Central Fund of Israel, 980 6th Avenue in New York. The zip code is 10018. And as we always say, make sure you indicate that that money is designated for Kfar Darom. Otherwise, it will not get where you'd like it to get to. Kfar Darom is where you'd like it to get to in this case. Uh, Uriel Kolakavod, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. And if it's okay, I can leave my phone number yeah. for those who has more di- more questions and want to hear more details. If it's okay. Va'kasha. It's 347-479-0439. I repeat, 347-479-0439. Okay.
0: Uriel, Tadar look forward to seeing you in Far Maimon again.
1: Thank you very much, Nachum. Take care. Have a great day to all
0: of you. You too, and thank you. JM in the AM at 11 minutes before 9 o'clock.